Welcome to Tea Time with Shaylee and Amber, the podcast where we talk about all the shit that your horse wants you to know and what you can do about it. Amber is a horse trainer and a personal results coach, certified in Theta and Semitic Breathwork. Shaylee is an animal communicator who also teaches communication. Both knowledge seekers with the intention of sharing that knowledge and hoping that we can encourage the listeners to do the same. Welcome to episode number 21. This week we talk about the stories we tell about our bodies, Shaylee's current vision quest from the Horse Collective, Amber's experience of taking on energy from others and the importance of protecting yourself, especially when you're tired, and the beautiful art and skill of saying no. As always, if you guys want to go deeper with us, please join us in our tea house. Our latest guests are Felicity Davies and Celeste Lazarus, and we're also about to do our book club with Tammy Billups. So if you want to get in on that, make sure you check the link in the show notes. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Thanks for listening. If you missed our last episode, we had a conversation with Alexa Linton. Definitely go ahead and check that out. And the podcast before that was our micromanager podcast, where we talked about all the ways we micromanage our own energy and our horses and how that just trickles into all other areas of our life. So that was a really good one to listen to. Also, um, today we are, we have like a bunch of little ideas flying around, um, The first thing that we were thinking of is how the energy, the collective right now is so interesting because there's a lot of women, including ourselves with like body image stuff going on right now, feeling fatty, fat, fat. Um, and then, and it's like everyone around me is like, oh my gosh, like what is going on with my body? And then I have all these clients right now telling me that they have horses and dogs and cats that are mostly horses, actually one dog and one cat. But over the last couple of weeks, it's like a mass leaving of horses in very traumatic ways, which is kind of interesting to me. And, um, animals have always told me that they leave to make room for other animals, but it's interesting to me that almost every person that I've talked to is like, I lost my horse in like a super traumatic way recently. And like, I need closure. Um, and what was the other thing that's been going on? Um, exhaustion. (laughs) Yeah. Exhaustion. (laughs) Everyone's super freaking tired and taking on other people's energies. And, um, Amber brought up a good point from when we talked to Carrie Lake about how she talked about how there's not individual egos we all pull from a collective ego and a collective consciousness and so when stuff like this happens and it's around you we're all kind of pulling from the collective and everything is pretty connected so it's just interesting right now how a lot of it seems not negative but sort of like I came home from vacation and my horses had I had two horses with abscesses one with a lame stifle I'm like what the heck I haven't even been thinking about you guys like this has nothing to do with me you guys are your own beings right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think it's I think it's definitely in the forefront of my mind because you know I mean is it because we ourselves are feeling that shift of the season and there's so many more activities that happen in the summertime when you come out of spring and we're having live events. And, and I feel like a lot of people that happens for a lot of people when the seasons change, cause school gets out or whatever, and there's vacations. Um, but then having the idea and the knowing of 
how we take on energy from other beings, like people, horses, dogs, cats, whatever. And knowing that when you are tired and run down, that you are way more susceptible to doing stuff like that. Like you're not as protected, you're not as aware. And why just reading Tammy's book and we are having that conversation with Tammy in our membership. We did a book club and Tammy Billups is the author of the book that we read. And she talks a lot about how we have these agreements and how the animals will help and support. And I think we do it too, unconsciously clearing, helping the others that we have the agreements with these heavy burdens that either our bodies are not able to process or we're struggling to process. And I just find it so interesting that usually it's stuff that is suppressed. It's an emotion or an experience that you're not dealing with is how and why, and the others will take it for you. So I don't know. I just find it so fascinating when just having this one horse that I have, who I feel like really is here for that. And that's fantastic, but it's hard for me to stay grounded when I know he's carrying a lot of stuff for people. Like I had our clinic with Lockie and I did a practice run with Flirt and he just stood by the gate and wouldn't even look at me. He wouldn't look at the people. He was like, and I was like, what the heck? And, and he's had some health fluctuations over the last couple of years. And I do use him for this stuff. So I wanted to be aware. And so I asked Shaylee, like, can you check in with him? Like, maybe he doesn't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't want to do this to him. You know, if he doesn't want to be here, because didn't usually he's very engaged. He expressed to her how he was, you know, he had taken on something for a different horse that was struggling, you know, and he needed to be able to clear that to hold space for the human. So it was just so wild. Um, And then being careful about not feeling bad about the fact that you know that their chosen path is what they have chosen to do right and not interfering with that it's such a like thin line to walk (laughs) it's such a thin line to walk and I feel it's interesting too how like we always like default to guilt too and like we're like oh man I feel so guilty or like responsible for this and like for every little thing, like I, even just like coming home to those abscesses, I'm like, oh God, I should have never left you turn out. Okay, wait, no, your horses and you were probably super happy out there. Oh, well, maybe I should have done this or should have done that. And it's like, okay, this is like your own body. It has nothing to do with me, but it's so interesting how like you immediately default to like, oh gosh, how did I fail you? <laughs> like what just happened? And like, I know you helped me out when you texted me and you were like, isn't it great that like their bodies can detox that way and you don't have to do it for them. You don't have to go around and like digging and stuff. And I try to take those little virtues that you remind me about. And I'm like, okay. Cause you know, thinking about my own body, I'm like, yeah, my stomach's fat. And then I'm like, no, isn't it great that my body can like expand and ebb and flow. And then it, it will go back when I like do a little bit of like self-care. So it's interesting how just like those tiny little mindset shifts can make such a big difference. And Amber and I were talking about how like, sometimes we ignore our gut feelings because we don't, we'll like get a gut feeling and you're like, oh God, am I getting this gut feeling because it's like really good and I should go for it even though I'm nervous? Or am I getting this gut feeling because I should like freaking run the other way? And 
I think if we just took a little bit more time to like feel it out when we are getting those gut feelings, we'll have the answer because we like to think that we're like a deep thinking like species, but really we're like such knee jerk reactors. Like we like pretend all the time, unless we're like consciously, we are a lot like horses because unless we're consciously like, no, I need to think about this, need to meditate, whatever. Like we have knee jerk reactions all the time. See a mouse. Most people scream. It's like, there's there, you know, like these like quick reactions. So if we could like slow down a little bit and I know you were doing like the slow walk stuff for a while and I've been like deliberately trying to like, well, what I've been doing is on my walks with my dogs, I've been closing my eyes and like seeing how long it takes me to like fall off the road. And then when I do fall off the road, I'm like, do I have, because I've had ditch on, on one side and I'm like, do I have the willpower to like feel around with my foot and be like, okay, I'm not going to open my eyes. I'm going to like try to get my bearing. And it's so interesting how like there, we have those like knee jerk reactions where my intuition is telling me like, you're good. You're just on the left side and you need to like feel around with the right. And my eyes like fly open. I'm like, nope, can't trust. Gotta, gotta check. (laughs) So that's like a surface level of like not trusting your intuition. But I feel like we do that in like so many instances where we just want, I find it a lot with my clients where we just want people to give us the answers, you know, like I don't trust myself. I don't feel like I can hear my own animals very well. Sometimes I think I know, but other times I don't like, can you just give me the answer? And it all ties back into calling our power back our mantra for 2023. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And then I feel like someone had mentioned this to me when I, I was really trying to look into, okay, is this my intuition or is it my like, Hey, you should pay attention and run the other way. Right. And they had said to me, well, when you are making this decision or when you're trying to choose whether it's good for you or not thinking about, well, what nervous system am I in? And you can relate this to things you're really excited about, like new relationships or like an opportunity. And you get all flooded with all of that, like dopamine. And you're like, whoa, of course, this is a good idea. Like, this is great. But it's like the moments after when you pause and all of that sort of settles down where you're like, but is it like, are there things that I'm not totally looking at? Are there things that my gut has said, "Uh oh, and you were like, oh, but it feels so good that you just quieted it down. And then you get so, um, you get so far in sometimes that then you start making excuses for those things and what Oh, Gabor Maltay has this really good talk and it's specifically for people who are caretakers or in that caretaker position, whether you just naturally are that way, or you actually have chosen a profession. Um, and it is all about, um, when the body says no. So, you know, your mouth is saying yes, but when you have a gut going like, I don't think so. And you're still saying yes. Um, eventually your body will manifest things to slow you down take away, take you out of that situation uh, manually (laughs) by making you fall down, making you get sick, a disease will show up, you know? And so if you start really fully understanding at what level that that happens, you start honoring what your body is telling you because you know 
you don't want to get sick and you don't want to get ran over by a bus and you don't want to, you know, all of the things that happen to you when, you know, you should be like not doing the thing and you are. And I feel like people do that a lot with me. I'm saying people, I mean, me with, um, right now my focus on like health and like my physical state where I've been like, it's been winter and I've just been in the house behind the computer <laughs> and then like, oh no, I have to wear a t-shirt. <laughs> like, what about my jackets and my vests, you know? And it's just become very aware because I can see where it's like the decision to say no to the things that feel in the moment satisfactory to you, but you know, long-term is not actually serving your body like sugar, or I've actually took my Starbucks app off of my phone and was like, absolutely not. Like you will stop. (laughs) And, um, so it's almost like saying no to those things, even the things that aren't necessarily, you know, like, um, a relationship or, a you know, a situation where you're choosing to partake in an activity or whatever it is. It's like, what are the things that I know in the moment, it'll feel really good and really fun, but long-term sustainably, it's actually going to make me really sick. And I can keep doing those things. And then I'm going to get so far gone that my body's going to be like, you don't get energy to do any of the things you want. Now you got to go lay down, which is super annoying. And I did have the thought, which is really weird. Like two days ago, I was watering my lawn and someone had been talking about cancer and how so many people, when they get cancer, will change their diet and they get really strict and really, and cut out all of the things that, you know, basically feed the cancer. And I was like, why don't I just start eating? Like I have cancer. Like, why do we have to wait until we have these major breakdowns in our physical systems before we get disciplined enough? Like, it's crazy. Like why us as humans are such slow learners. The most of us is a wild. <laughs> Yeah, I think we just take our health for granted because our bodies are so resilient and they're so like resistant for the most part. So like we forget to be appreciative, like when we have sight and we don't have an achy body and we have energy and we um, don't have a sore throat. And like every time you're sick, you're like, oh, body, I'm never going to take you for granted again. Like I'm going to take such good care of you. And then it's so easy to fall off the wagon. But for me, I think it's like because I love sweets too. Like I'm like a, I love, I'm drinking coffee right now. Like I just, I like stuff like that. And I remember someone telling me like she got leukemia and she was like, yeah, I cut everything out of my diet and I don't do any sugar because sugar feeds cancer and it causes cancer. And when she told me that my whole body, like I was fucking pissed. I was like, no, I don't believe that. I like, that might be true for you, but that's not my story. And then I was like, well, does it? And I, and for a while afterwards, I was like, would go to eat a cookie. And I'm like, oh no, I can't, you little cancer causer. And then I'm like, no, I've never thought about that before. Like, I'm going to freaking eat you. And I do think it's like our belief systems. And I, I can't wait until we release the podcast with Felicity because we had like such a good conversation about this of like, when do we start making decisions for ourselves? Like how many of our decisions are made by other people planting a thought in your mind? And then you're like, oh yeah, maybe I should believe that. But if you could just sit with it for a second and, and her saying that to me, sugar causes cancer. I was like, the fuck it does. Like, I I just didn't feel that way about it. And then I tried to guilt myself into not eating sugar. Cause I was like, okay, maybe it does. And the more I sat with it, the more I was like, you know, I always go back to that, like, 
um, someone can get lung cancer and never smoked their, never have smoked their entire life. And then someone can smoke a pack a day and be told and never have lung cancer their entire life. It really comes down to like what you're vibrationally aligned with, what energy you're putting into what you're putting in your body. And like, there are people who literally drink like sodas and eat a bunch of candy and you know, they're like 70, they have all their teeth, they're skinny. And it's just, they're like, oh yeah, I'm just living life like YOLO, whatever. And then you have some people who eat so freaking healthy and they're like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't keep the weight off. So I feel like you should keep the Starbucks app Mm -hmm. if you can, you know, it's more your belief behind it, right? Like you're like, oh, I can't have Starbucks because it's not good for my body. I think it's like the intention behind it that I'm missing, right? So it's what what Starbucks represents. For me in this moment, yeah. I don't necessarily have a full on belief system around like, cause like same, I had a grandma who smoked until she died and she definitely did not have cancer or lung cancer. Um, you know, and, but I think right now I, I look at like how, well, maybe it's still the same thing. I just look at how I should be more disciplined. These are all like my beliefs I have right now. Then I have to look at why. So I should be more disciplined about sugar. I should be like, why does I'm I'm very active and I'm like looking at my body going, wait a minute, why are you so poochy everywhere? Um, you know, and then and then going, okay, well, I just need to be more disciplined, is my belief. What does more disciplined mean? Means I need to wake up, I need to move my body more, I need to pay attention to what I'm putting in my body. And then it's like when I decide to not do that, then I get guilty and I feel bad. Like, oh gosh, like I'm such a loser. <laughs> I, I should be doing this stuff. But then at the same time, I'm like, but I'm really tired and I just don't want to wake up right now to work out. I just want to lay in my bed for an extra 45 minutes because I'm exhausted. So like on the swing side, I am still taking care of myself. So I just maybe need to like write out exactly what's going on. And I also think the, like, um, like a protection thing for me buried I need to have a sexual with shell it's for sure there's something about it that makes me feel like I can go like this stay away from me not that I think people that have carry more weight with them people want to stay away from but for me personally there is something in there where I'm like if I have this I don't have to deal with xyz um I don't know I definitely need a session with Rochelle we should link her contact information in the in the show notes because I've referred to her like three times just this week. (laughs) Yeah, she's awesome. Well, if we think about it from like Carrie's perspective where she's like, we're pulling from the collective ego, like what do we hear during this time of year? Oh, it's beach season. Got to get my bikini body, shedding the winter weight, like New Year's resolutions. It's like all this energy that's going into the universe that we're tapping into of like, oh yeah, I am gonna have to wear less clothes. And now I feel, you know, a little bit weird about it. And then we do that to our horses too, where it's like, all right, time to get in shape. And they're like, what the hell? Like, I just spent so much time, like getting all my hair off of me. Like it's getting hot. The bugs are out. Like why summer is when you want to do stuff is like beyond me. Like my horses are always like, no, I'm not trying to do stuff in the summer, but that's when we like, you know, it's like show season and we want to like get them going and stuff. And we totally like force them into that little mold with us. Um, and it's interesting. Huh? 
sorry, a little delay. I was just gonna say I, I had Clover in the stall and I was like, so we were getting her ready for the master. Some people are here doing a training and uh, I stuffed a little bit of hay in her hay net because they were going to paint the spots on her. And I was like, we're doing fat girl summer this year. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, none of this like summer body shit. Like we're just going to rock what we are and you eat a little bit extra hay while you get painted on. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of belief systems about the human body and like, especially just like women, I feel like men don't struggle with it as much, but women, they, we like struggle with our bodies and our body image and even riding and like, am I too, he like, I have a lot of clients that are like, am I too heavy for my horse? And what I will say about that, because everyone there's a huge controversy about that. I very rarely have horses, healthy horses that say that their person is too heavy. Like if their back is good, if their body is otherwise like fairly healthy, usually they won't say that the rider is too healthy unless the rider is very unbalanced. So if they're like hanging on their face, flopping on their back, like that makes a really big difference. But like, I've talked to some like fairly heavy riders on small horses but because the riders are so balanced the horses are kind of they're okay with it but it's so interesting how the heavy riders not that this is what we're talking about but it's just in my mind um and I'm thinking about someone recently where her horse was like I came to you to help you with your self-image like this is my lesson to you and I hadn't seen her I didn't know what she looked like or anything and he was like you have such bad self-esteem you talk to yourself so poorly you're worried about your weight um I came to you to soften all of this for you to show you that like all of that stuff doesn't matter did you know that you're the funniest person in the barn did you know that you're and he just started like listing all of her positive attributes and she was like bawling our little eyes out. And it's just so interesting to me how we are so like critical and, um, and hard on ourselves about our body image. And like, then you go to talk to an animal. And I think that's what I love so much about like the work that I do is like, you talk to an animal and they don't see that at all. Like they see like what your dominant energy is. Yeah. Cause then you think about, I don't know, you just think about like the little rainers and the cutters with these big like muscly dudes on them, those horses don't miss a step and they're athletic and they're like getting it. You know what I mean? And if you look at it proportionally, it would seem as if <laughs> maybe this isn't going to work, but I don't know. My little gel gelding's like 14 one and he packed a, a trainer around who was like a grown giant man, not giant compared to me though. I'm only five one. He's like a big man and they were doing, you know, he never, he never looked like it was a struggle for him at all. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah, that balance and that awareness is a huge part of it. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the horses too with like our body image stuff and how like obsessed we get. I say we, I should speak for myself, but I have been super obsessed for a long time about like, you know, are they skinny or muscular? Do you have the right muscles? And like, the more you learn, the more you're like, okay, well, they're underdeveloped here and overdeveloped here and like, it's so easy to become so fixated on the body. Here's where I talk about my eyesight. So, um, <laughs> so Amber and I are getting ready to do the elements of connection clinic with, uh, Celeste and Tara and Catherine, and it's going to be super cool. 
And I connected with the Horse Collective recently because I was feeling like, yes, I can do animal communication, but I didn't really know what my piece in the clinic looked like. And I was kind of like, I don't know what I have to offer. And the Horse Collective was like, well, it's because you, they basically told me I was so sight dominant that I was clouding out my intuition by being so critical with everything that I saw. And so they encouraged me to go blind for the next two weeks and not wear my glasses or my contacts at all, unless I'm driving. And at first I was freaked out and I said, no. And then I was like, why am I so resistant? I'm just around my farm. Like it's fine. But I'm someone who wakes up and like puts my contacts in immediately. I put my glasses on immediately. And it's actually kind of funny because there's so many times I was actually going to text you this today. There's so many times where I just am like doing something and I'm like, I just want to see this. Like I can't freaking see. And I just want to put my, and I like earlier, I was so frustrated and I was like, I'm going to get my glasses. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I freaking need to be able to see. And I like had this like little internal battle of like, you got to see this through, but like just being frustrated. So it's actually really crazy how I'm realizing I was so sight dominant, but, um, I can't remember why I started this. Oh, because I'm constantly analyzing my horse's bodies, like what their muscles look like, what they're doing, their facial expressions, all this stuff. And now I can't see that anymore. So I've been spending time with my horses and walking through the barn and like feeling their energy. And I was saying this on the Felicity podcast that like my horse that I've had for like the past 10 years, he constantly, like he pins his ears and he chomps his little teeth and he like snakes his head out at me. And I've always taken it as like, like sometimes he wants attention or he's like anticipating something like he's like, hurry up and feed me. But I've, it always feels very annoyed to me. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, why are you so annoyed with me? And I've tried like changing how fast I walk past him, how slow. And he's always just like super annoyed looking. But now that I, I'm on like day five, I think of not wearing contacts or glasses. And I, yesterday I went into the barn and I could see like his head bobbing up and down, but because I couldn't really see all I could feel was his energy. And he was like, come over here. Like, I want to say hello to you. What are you doing? Like, where have you been? Like his energy was so positive. And I was like, holy crap. I've been like misreading you for so long because my eyes saw what your body looked like. My brain has learned things about what those expressions look like. And I was basically like, based on experience of other people with other horses, you are mad right now. (laughs) And I, and that was it. And that was like how I felt about him. And of course he probably got pissed because I felt that way about him. And now that I can feel his energy, it's so cute. He never talks at all. And every t- time that I've walked in the barn today, cause like, I'm like super grateful. I work from home. Cause I just like go out and check them every once in a while. He's nickered at me and I'm like, Oh my gosh, is that you? I'm like looking at, I keep looking at him like this. I can't see. <laughs> I'm like, was that you? Are you nickering at me? Like you never talk to me. It's so cool. Um, I could like literally talk forever about not having glasses on and how great not having eyesight has been for my life. <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's um we always talk about identifying these patterns and feeling into what happens if you change the pattern or you take something away, either the way your body moves when you walk, or you know, there's like so many different 
things. And it's so interesting to see what's revealed when you do stop a pattern that you've had for a long time. You know what I mean? It's just um, a lot is revealed. Like we're such creatures of habit in our thought patterns and in like the things that we do. And so when you, you know, when you shift that, there's a whole nother like layer of things that you pull back that you weren't even aware were there. I know it's so crazy. And like, it really has caused me to kind of slow down because I don't have that. Like, I can't just like do things very quickly because I can't tell what I'm doing. So like I was mowing the other day and I'm so, I have this fear of like running over turtles because when we first moved here, we chopped up a turtle and it was like super tragic. And so I'm constantly like when I mow, I go kind of slow, but now it's like every rock looks like a turtle and I'm like (laughs) so stressed out mowing. Like, I'm like, is this really conducive to my life right now? Like I, it's taking me like four hours to mow this field because I'm like, all of a sudden I've decided that since I don't have glasses on the turtle community has moved into the field. (laughs) Like every rock there obviously hasn't been a single turtle but it is funny like it's made me like a little bit um it has brought out like some insecurities of of just like wow I can't believe how sight dominant I am and it's it's been interesting to see how frustrated I get when I can't just see something like I know and I think that's that comparison piece that like I say that humans have that horses don't have is like, we compare one moment to the next. I used to be able to see this and now I can't. And this pisses me off. Whereas like horses don't really feel that way. And so I'm trying to like navigate that where like the other day I I was cleaning a stall and I literally almost cried. Like I was so frustrated that I couldn't see where all the hay was and stuff. And I was like, why am I being like this? Like, calm down. You have nowhere to go. It's so strange to me. Like this has been the horse collective knew what I needed because this has been such a weird experience and I'm going to have so much to say to our clinic. But if any of you, I used to tell people all the time, like, well, I still tell people this to close your eyes when you ride, because we feel a certain way when we're, you know, when our eyes are fixated on the horizon or whatever, like we are so sight dominant that we block our feel a little bit. And if you close your eyes, you'll realize you're like pulling on the left rein or you'll be sitting heavier in like one seat bone or the other. But if you are willing to not wear your contacts or glasses and ride around or even just do your barn chores, I encourage you to do it because it will give you a whole new perspective and do it for like at least three days because it didn't really hit me until like the third day when I was like, okay, things are changing for me. well then it kind of if you have a tendency to be in that perfectionist mode it kind of that would create a little bit of I'm super crazy when I clean stalls I mean there's like it's almost an issue um where there can be no poop anywhere and every shavings has to be fluffed and like flipped around and then rebedded like and I don't know. It just, it feels like for me, so much of that will be, would be eliminated, right. And especially even in in the getting ready process, like putting makeup on or like seeing yourself in the mirror, you know, (laughs) it was like, I think the other day you were like, I was like super tired when we uh, recorded the Felicity podcast. I'm still really tired. 
And um, and I, I like got on Zoom and I was like, whoa, <laughs> thank God Zoom does this like thing that makes me look like I have lots of makeup on. I don't know how or why, but it's amazing. But like I got on and I was like, and then he, you were like, I don't know what I look like anyways. It doesn't matter. I can't see. <laughs> and I was like, how amazing though, but how amazing. <laughs> and then I think we've talked about this before where it's like, are we seeing this conversation always trips me out. Like, are we seeing what we think we're seeing, like compared to like somebody else, like my interpretation of what somebody looks like could be completely different from somebody else's interpretation of what somebody looks like. Like, we don't know that. And then I think of is what we see of a physical manifestation of physical attributes of a person does it change with their energy? You know what I mean? Like, does somebody look more beautiful to somebody else be just because of where they're at on their journey in the moment, whatever it is. And why, when our vibration is lower, we can look in the mirror and go, Ooh, <laughs> Oh, you know what I mean? Maybe we don't look like that to somebody else, but to ourselves, you know what I mean? So fascinating. I always think about that. Like, what do I, what I see in the mirror. And then you think about the people that, that get a ton of, you know, not knocking plastic surgery because whatevs, but for those people that have gone beyond when it's almost like they have mutilated themselves, is it actually their physicalness of their face or is it the energy that they have is so unaccepting of themselves that it's created this physical manifestation? We're reading the energy versus what we're actually seeing. I don't know. That's some crazy ass rabbit hole. I, I go down quite often. <laughs> I know you brought that up to me like, I feel like a while ago. And I think of that all the time now, even just like, because you asked me if horses have belief systems and I was like, Oh, I don't know if they do, but they will think a certain way about themselves and the human will think another way. And then also a lot of times when they show me their friends, they will either show themselves bigger than the horse and the person will be like, oh no, that horse is way bigger than them. Or they'll show them like smaller and the person will be like, well, from what I see, like, so I do think a lot of it is reading energy. And I have this, I should post this um, on our page because I did a reading one time where this dog, this big pit bull was terrified of this, um, this other pit bull that had, and he described like, I can't remember what it was, but he described like the collar, the color, everything where he lived. He, and the lady goes, Oh my gosh, that's the Chihuahua next door. But the dog showed him to me as a pit bull and showed him as like this big, massive energy and was like freaking terrified and thought he was going to rip his face off. And, was, and she sent me a picture of him. And I was like, Oh my God, he like met the exact description of how this dog, like so I think you're on to something with like us reading energy. Yeah. I don't know. I think about that all the time. And then when I think about from looking in the mirror, you know, and people talk about it, even Felicity had brought it up. Um, for those of you, the Felicity podcast is really freaking good. And I don't know when it's going to be out publicly, but if you're itching to watch it, you should be, and you should get in our membership to watch it. Um, and then she did touch on at the end, a little bit of, people having body dysmorphia and is that is what that is. Like if you're feeling internally, just really like a way about yourself. And then you look in the mirror, are you reading the energy of how you feel? And, you know, 
and you're looking at it going, this is my interpretation of how I feel right now energetically. But do you actually look like that to everybody? I don't know. It's crazy. But anyways. <laughs> Who knew this podcast was going to be about the body? Well, it needed to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, clearly, since everybody that I talk to is talking about it. And then I wonder, am I just calling that in because I'm on that vibration? So that's what makes it feel like everybody's talking about it. Um but in any case, there is enough people talking about it around that I guess it needed to be talked about. So as we're wrapping this episode up, we've just chatted about how it was kind of like maybe a heavy, not super cheery, fun, exciting episode, but how we're always trying to at least, at very minimum, give some tools or some different perspective. And so I'm just going to pull from, like we usually do, our own life experiences and what is relevant for us right now. Be like digging around, like when you find yourself having a pattern that is coming up for you, whatever it is and going, what do I believe about this? You know, why am I saying this? And sort of having a conversation with yourself about it. Like, why do I feel like it's safer to be X, Y, Z, you know, um, quiet or, you know, carrying more protection (laughs) or, um, withdrawn or is- to isolate yourself or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing as far as like a pattern and something that you're wanting to investigate going, but what does it do for me? You know, what does this do for me? Um, and try to pull the, the virtues and the lessons from it so that you're not just like running on autopilot, going through the same pattern over and over and over unconsciously. Be grateful that you've recognized that there's a pattern there that you would like to shift and then just do some investigation. It always comes back to being curious, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> and then remembering you can't shift it. That's where you call your power back. Okay, I don't have to give my power away to my Starbucks app. <laughs> my Starbucks app not making me heavy. <laughs> Take your back power back from your Starbucks. I get curious. Uh, So yeah, have a conversation with yourself. (laughs) You feel complete. Yep. Cool. Uh, If you guys are interested in our membership, I'll put the link in the show notes. We have a guest podcast with Felicity Davis that we've mentioned like 800 times already in this episode because it was so freaking rad. And we have a, a podcast with Celeste that is coming out in there. We have our book club that's wrapping up that you still totally have time to um, get in on. And we're going to have our chat with Tammy Billups beginning of June, right? Beginning of June, first week of June. Uh, so all of that is happening in the next few weeks. And so you have time to get in on it. And then also forward, there's so many other exciting things in there. So if you guys are interested, then click the link and you can get all the info down there or up there, wherever wherever the link is. (laughs) All right. Bye.